text today is in Philippians chapter 4, and we'll center in on verses 6 and 7. We might start reading a little earlier than that, but that's where we're going we're gonna to be here in a little while. Back when I was in the fifth grade, fifth grade, before they had wireless mics back in those days, I guess this is wireless, isn't it? It's got a wire on it. I see that. Coming out of the library, you know, libraries were big back in those days, and you got to go in there. Come out of the library, was standing at the water fountain, standing in line for the water fountain, and somebody said, the president has been killed. That was President Kennedy. And later we found he had died from a gunshot there in Dallas, Texas. I lived near Fort Worth, Texas. And it was just staggering to think that a president could be shot and killed. And I remember the principal came on the speaker. We did have speakers in those days. And talked how ashamed we all should be that it happened in our state. That's the way he put it. We, we did feel terrible, obviously. I got home that evening. And my dad got back from work. And dad worked for the, uh, worked with the Air Force. And uh, he, told, he told the family, he said, I saw President Kennedy today. He had landed there at Carswell Air Force Base in Fort Worth. He and his wife... She had that pink dress on. Some of you may remember that. Of course, none of us knew it actually. Everything was black and white in those days. But they got off the Air Force One and came down and boarded, I think, a helicopter at that point and flew over to Dallas. And there he was uh, in a limousine. And he was killed. All the security that could be mustered, and he was killed. About uh, probably 20 years later, somewhere in there, a man jumped out. Ronald Reagan was with his getting out of his car. And a man jumped out of the crowd and with his pistol shot and tried to kill Ronald Reagan, did hit him, but another shot was found the life, or found the security guard, Brady, I think his name was. And he took a bullet on behalf of his president to protect him. But there again, security as good as you could muster it. And, and yet, there's no way to guarantee that Everything's going to be protected. The Bible says life is like a vapor. It's frail as dust. Some enemy, some germ, some circumstance, some reality can happen in our life that can break through. And so this text in Philippians, we've looked at many times. This is one of my favorite texts. And so 
You know, when you're the preacher, you get to preach your favorite text all you want to. That's the way it is. Be careful for nothing. That's, that's King James' way of saying, don't be anxious for anything. And that's, that's a lot to take in, isn't it? Don't be anxious for anything. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So, don't be careful for anything. Don't be anxious for anything, but take it to prayer. And it says supplication, that is supplication is requesting of God, and it includes thanksgiving. Have a thankful heart. Have a thankful heart. And then let those requests be made known to God. You and I can go straight to God. We don't have to have anybody else pray for us. Whatever it is in our heart and life, we can take it straight to the Lord. I'm, I'm glad to pray along with people. They'll ask me to pray for someone. But you know what? You can take that request right straight to God yourself. And you should. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let me say that again. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall, and we could put the word, guard your hearts. Guard your hearts through Christ Jesus. And so, while the physical life, the temporal life, is frail and things happen, things happen in all our lives. There's changes that occur. I... I was looking out a while ago, just looking at people's lives and seeing some of the changes of people that I know, some of the changes that I see happening. And I look at my life and see some of the changes that occur in me too. And right now I'm thirsty. (laughs) Sorry about this, but you'd sure hate for me to lose my voice, wouldn't you? That'd be bad. That'd be bad. Things are changing. We've got a young family moving away this week, heading to Memphis, right? Jeff and Janice, Candace. And they're going to be at the ice cream supper tonight, and we want to give them a, a good farewell. We want to love them as they leave. Things change. Circumstances, our limitations, the probabilities. The question is not if there will be change, but when is it going to happen? Because it's always there. And the question of real security and true security is really, truly a spiritual question. When you talk about absolute safety and security for your soul and my soul. And that's what I think we 
will gain from this today as we think about this, regardless of what your circumstances are and what's going on. Paul opens our eyes, you might say, to heaven. And he says, when you pray, he said, he's, he's helping us to see a mighty warrior on our behalf. People talk about a guardian angel, you know, and this kind of thing. Well, I'm telling you, here he's talking about a warrior to guard our hearts, to guard our souls. A mighty warrior, reflecting all of God's strength. Here's a warrior that God commands and He sends to keep us, it says, to guard over us, to watch us. And that warrior is this, it is the peace of God. Now, when we often think about peace, we're, we're often thinking about like tranquility. We like those, we like tranquility. We, we go to the ocean, we watch those waves go back and forth, real easy like. That's peaceful. We think about sort of nothing happening, just, you know, chilling. Is that still used? That's, sometimes I slip into modern language, sorry. Uh, and, and here is a peace that passes all that. It's not even that. It passes all that understanding, thoughts we have about peace. The peace of God is absolute, irrepressible, impassable, inexplicable. It's, it's all-powerful. It's unyielding to any enemy thrown against the heart of man. You say that covers a lot. What well, does cover a lot? The peace of God is a warrior and, it's in our, and He's in our life. And it presents the Christian with the opportunity to live with an assurance, a security that maybe outward circumstances certainly don't provide. Now we can build up the best we can our outward circumstances and, and we should use common sense obviously and do the best we can. But we're talking about eternity here and our eternal life, our, our spirit, our soul. The peace of God can only come into our life if we have peace with God. There's a difference. The peace of God and then there's peace with God. Have, have we made peace with God? And that's the major theme, of course, of the Bible all the way through. From Genesis all the way through to John 3.16 where Jesus says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's talking about peace with God. And that's, that's the starting place. Again over in John 3, and I'll just continue that on beyond there. John 3, verse 19 and 20. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that, that doeth evil hates the light neither comes to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. He that does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought of God. You've heard the phrase come to the light. Well that's what Christ is talking about. We're all sinners. We all fall short, every one of us. There's not one of us in here that's not just as sin, sinful as anybody else. 
But when we come to Christ, we're coming to the light. And the darkness of our soul is obviously seen by Him. But He's willing, if we will, if we will seek to change and turn to Him, and convert, you might say, and, and turn around. The word repent means just to turn from this way of life to Him and to His way. If we are willing to do that, He will forgive us our sins. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, it says in John, 1 John. And we can never know the peace of God until we have made peace with God. That's the place to start. So we're talking about our spiritual life. Here's the place to start. It's with Jesus Christ. Receive Him into our life. Paul says that in verse 7. He says, uh, he says, The peace of God which passes all, all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This comes along with your faith in Christ Jesus. That's where it starts. So he emphasizes that. Then this inner peace, this peace of God, is a gift from God. This is God's gift to believers. And a lot of times we're so anxious and we're so involved with whatever the circumstances are going around, we, we ignore the fact we have the peace of God in our heart. There's a place we can be. We can reside. It makes no sense. That's why Paul said it passes all understanding. How can you have a peace like that? It's God's gift to believers. And he tells us how to get there. He said, be careful for nothing, everything by prayer or supplication, thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. There's an altar, you might say, before the, before the Lord. And when you pray, just put it on the altar. Now, you haven't got it all worked out. Whatever the circumstances are, whatever there are that sort of, you know, want to make us anxious... Whatever they are, it's not that we can work them all out or we'll find a solution. There may be issues with people. We can't, it doesn't mean we've got to get everything all worked out. We should certainly try to make it right with our brother or sister if there's some odd, something at odd. But come and just put it on the altar. Let your request be made known to God. And that peace of God comes inside. You can lay your head down at night and find a way of sleeping. Isaiah 26, 3 is one of my favorite verses. Let me pull over here and find it. Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. It's just trusting God. It's one thing to say I have faith. It's another thing to really trust Him. You know, when you trust God, you're putting the weight of your trust on Him. Lord, I don't understand all this. Lord, I need to do right here and here. Lord, help me to do right. But I'm trusting You. I'm trusting You. 
And, in, and that peace is totally of God. That's not something we just conjure up. You know, a vacation's not going to get it. We might get the rest from the vacation. But all the vacation in the world, all the whatever distractions we can think of in the world, whatever they are, that, that doesn't bring the peace of God. We can't manufacture that. That's God's own gift. We can't describe it. We can't understand it. It's, it passes all that. We can't experience, we can't explain it, only experience it and receive it. Sometimes all our contrivances to try to figure out, and certainly we're to use our common sense and do the best we can to figure out whatever is coming. But the peace of God cannot be contrived. We can't generate it. We can't self-make it. It's a gift. When we really open our heart and trust Him. Over in Proverbs uh, chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. That's a promise. But the, it's a conditional promise. What do we got to do? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That was one of those statements, you know, I've, I have spent a lot of time lately in funerals and with people. And one of them started out this past week with Mildred Graham last week. And she just had this, she's 92, 3, Bobby. Well, just have to trust the Lord in this. Seeing some of her family, you know, going, getting older so forth. Just have to trust the Lord in this. Blanche Brazil, same way. Just something they learned in older years. Just got to trust the Lord. And so that peace is God's warrior in us. And so it will, this peace will, what you might say, lay siege to our heart. Sometimes you can't know the peace of God until you really, your world's been turned upside down. There's what's called a brokenness in the blessedness of brokenness. When our hearts have been broken, there's where often the, the warrior marches into our heart. Of God's peace. When it's beyond all we can do. It, and He will guard our heart. Talk about Christians being scared of the devil. Now we don't want to go up and pick a fight with the devil. That's true. On our own, we wouldn't be much of a match with the devil. But we're not on our own. The Holy Spirit is in our heart. 
And our fight is not in ourself. And, and only it's in us, but it's not only by ourselves. He's with us. And Jesus Christ stands in our life against the devil. And so he can hurl every kind of thing he can do. He can intimidate us by fear and worry. Throw that at us. By pressure from others. That can come. Sometimes those are friends even. Uh, Temptation. Deception. Passions and desires. The devil has all kinds of ways of coming against us. But the warrior of our heart is inside. And he's with us. And his, you cannot get past him. God is greater than he who is in the world. And he can turn back and he can keep out. All intruders. Don't you know the biggest battles of our life are really not outside us? It might just be me. Maybe I'm so introverted this is the way. Don't you know your biggest battles are not outside? They're inside. Our own self. And aren't you glad that It says, as we pray and let our request be made known unto God, there the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep us, our hearts, before the Lord. And so that principle of peace is real. Peace with God first and then the peace of God. And it's all in Jesus Christ. I like old westerns. Did y'all know that? You did not. And there's a story told about a about a cowboy, and uh, every morning he would come up, he would ride up into town, and he'd throw that horse's rein over over the hitching post right there in front of the saloon every day. And one day. He came in and he threw his hitching, he threw his rein over the hitching post in front of the church. And a saloon keeper saw it and he walked out. He saw the man just walking down the street. He said, uh, Why have you hitched your horse in front of the church? And he said, Well, last night I was converted in a revival meeting and I've changed hitching post. The peace of God comes when you change your hitching post. And you put your... And I'm not talking about just... Please don't bring your horse and land it up in front of the church. <laughs> We'd have to form a new committee to mess with it. To mess with a mess. But anyway. When you put your... When you put your heart in the Lord's hands. So Father, we thank you for your word. Such as it is, Lord, we've tried to talk about it. But mainly, Lord, just to hear it.
just to hear it. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Lord, this would be a good day for us to change our hitching post if we need to. And put our trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And say, Lord, this is, who, this is what I am and who I am. And today I just come to you. and Lord, I, I want to say to you, I, I ask forgiveness of my sins and I want Christ to be my Savior. And I ask you to come into my life and save me and forgive me. And I want to follow you. I want to follow you the rest of my life. We bring nothing else. We depend on God's goodness and His grace. There may be those today say, you know, I'm so full of anxiety. I just wanted the peace of God to come into my heart. There's so many things going on, I don't know we'll ever get it all straightened out. But I want, I want to know that my heart is safe and secure in the Lord's hands. And the Lord knows all I'm going through and He's in control. and He's guarding my life. So Father, we just, we just bend our heads to You today. And Lord, we ask that You'll just lead us and guide us today in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing a closing hymn. Listen to that hymn as you sing it. Perhaps today is a day you might want to make a decision in the Lord.